Welcome to episode 69 of Inside Jogging Podcast. Big week coming your way with plenty of county cross-country action to look at. We'll run through our training weeks as Shane and Josh build into Valencia 10k and we'll answer some listener questions along the way. But before we do all of that, in a week what saw world heavyweight boxing champion in action over 10k at the run-through event in Tatton, that's Tyson Fury, Josh, let me welcome a big hitter to the show this week. Actually, one sec. Matt Clowes hasn't rejoined, so we'll have to settle for our listeners' favourite super featherweight. How's things going, Joshua? Yeah, all good. Is that what category I'm in? Super featherweight. Notice. You probably... I, yeah, I think it's atom weight, isn't there? That's what you're in. I don't think I am actually classed as the lightest uh, boxing weight. But yeah, I'm all good. Not too bad. Good, good. Um... Right, well, let me welcome Alvacoas this evening. A man who doesn't pull any punches when the conversation comes around to influencers. How's life, Shano? Life's fantastic now, Aaron. Good. I um, completed an assignment early, so I feel like I've got loads of time to do nothing. Reality is I've got a lot to do, so never mind. So just before we hit record, Shane and Josh got to put Eliza to bed. Any insights on parenting that you want to give? Yeah, it looks shit. <laughs> I would I would give a better pillow. Personally. She doesn't use it. Actually, she's on it right now. But anyway, let's um go into the running weeks then. As always, Josh probably has done the most. We might as well kick off him and get some value out of it. So why don't you go through Monday to Sunday, Josh? Yeah, sure. Um, Before I do... I think I had quite a good week. And I know you two are going to probably rip it apart, but I just want to get that out there. That also gives me time to find it. Right, I did Monday morning. So we were off Monday because it was bank holiday, which is quite nice. So I went and did six miles with Maddie. Um, Caption this, legs quite tired. So I did 6.35s. Uh, that would have been from running quite late the night before because I did, if you remember... As eighteen miler, like five o'clock, four o'clock on Sunday evening, um, and then in the evening, that's my sort of classic Monday, really, six, uh, double, double running the same distance, um, so six in the evening, exactly the same loop, and caption this one's still tired, so that was six miles, six thirty nines. <laughs> then moving to Tuesday, uh, didn't feel so bad actually. Tuesday, I ran at lunch, I did five miles, six thirty threes, and then. I had a session in the evening and the one thing about that session the weather was atrocious so we went as a group of us met at um Leckworth, which is the cardiff track it's not the university one it's um it's actually opposite the football stadium and i think it's actually owned by the football stadium little fact for me i don't know if that football team's any good you'll probably be able to tell me that own. or cardiff city yeah then the championship josh okay there you go um, so did three mile warm up and the session was six by mile off quite generous recovery actually it was two minutes 30 but the problem was the lane one was flooded um, so Gordon the chairman uh, I think I mentioned him a couple of times recently 
he he but, but it, because it was a mile he had actually measured out um for us what the right distance was so i ran it in lane two and he basically put like little cones out for me um a couple of the other lads had k's so ideally i wanted to try and work in because they weren't running two dissimilar paces uh it only really worked for the first one and then it, it, i ended up running the rest of my own so i went 444 44 42 41 39 um so the last three i actually did go down to spikes because it was quite a lot and I was slipping quite a lot um and my hands were so cold I actually I, I ended up taking three minutes recovery of that because I couldn't get my laces tied up um but yeah I was actually really really pleased with this I I wanted to sort of run around 444 pace to 71s um and if I felt all right I might sort of get a little bit quicker but I just didn't want to force it and what I found was the first lap I was kind of getting out sort of decent pace the second lap was definitely the worst on every rep and then actually, when I was getting to the third lap, I kind of felt pretty good. And then fourth lap kind of just took care of itself, really. Um, but yeah, I the reason I was probably quite impressed with that was the wind was really, really strong, especially on like the fourth and fifth ones. They were just terrible. So um, probably one of my better sessions, I would say. Yeah, that's a really good session, to be fair. Did you did you feel comfortable? Like, let's say um, I often like to tape take like a middle rep say maybe rep five or something or rep four and see how i feel on those reps to sort of judge how the session's going how did you feel like at that stage i would say and this was consistent on every rep i felt great on the third lap on every single rep um so to put it into context that first first rep i ran with those guys and i sat behind them and we went through a k in 303 304 and i was like oh this is a bit slow and I didn't really feel like I was spanking it. I was like, well, I want to try and pick up to get down to 444, but I didn't feel like I was balls out. And I know that's the first one, but um, yeah, even the, the last one, I did run quite hard the last 100 metres, um, but it was like pure head. It was the it was finishing the um, the last 100 out of every rep or that part of the track was the windy one. So um, yeah, I wouldn't say I was absolutely killing myself, but it was... The last few were probably harder than 10k pace, but they weren't down to 5k pace, I wouldn't say. Or effort, at least. It bodes well for Valencia. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly exactly what I thought after it, to be honest. Nice. So, yeah, then did three mile one down. Then I had the same as Monday on Wednesday. So, as you can probably imagine, I did the same loop uh, as normal. So, that was 6.33s, went at lunchtime, did the same thing in the evening. Oh, and this actually was very, very nearly me. Maybe not out of Valencia, but not running for a few days. Um, so it ended up being six miles at six twenty-eight. There was a guy. This guy. So you know, like pavement near your house, Aaron. So it's just a normal, normal pavement, nothing wide. He's got an electric scooter. I'm coming around like a ninety-degree bend, and he is absolutely flat out. And if I, it, it actually really annoyed me because. It, if I hadn't have moved, say if I was like a woman with a pram or an elderly person, he'd have 100% taken them out. I just think, what are you doing? That's that's my rant. That's about as aggressive as I get. <laughs> we can work on that. We can get you more aggressive. But no, that actually really frustrated me and I swore at him. It was about half a mile through. And he did turn around and start walking back and I was like, oh shit. I was about to <laughs> absolutely nail it. But he, he didn't chase after me luckily. Um, but yeah, I, I felt felt um, felt all right. Actually, not so bad. Um, then Thursday. So 
this is going to sound like a really stupid thing to say, but bear with me. So I I had eight mile tempo, so two mile warm up. Uh, sorry, three mile warm up, three mile warm down. Uh, sorry, two mile warm up, two mile warm down. And I didn't. I did it in the morning because I didn't want to run in the dark in the evening because it was really. You know what it's like when you're running a little bit quicker and there's not that many places. However, probably the first five miles were in the dark. But you know when it's sunrise and it's not quite as dark as at night, if that makes sense. So it's getting getting lighter. Yeah. Yeah. So it was better than just being dark the whole time. Yeah, because it's not dark the whole time. Yeah. Thanks, Um, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing will need that. So it was it was quite early so yeah i started running at 7 20 um so first two miles sort of easy just 6 30 6 10 and then i did five uh sorry eight miles at 5 24s and i did feel a little bit ropey the first few to be honest um I, again obviously didn't help it was a bit dark so I had maddie on the bike with a torch um so she was sort of going in front of me and showing me where to go uh and then the last two miles 605 uh, 5.53 just sort of back home um, so yeah that was done like I say didn't feel fantastic didn't feel awful but just more I think it was because it's quite early in the morning uh, that's all I had on Thursday Friday just had a recovery 8 miles um, so that ended up being 6.20 I uh, went out at lunchtime actually for that one then Saturday of all the weather I've had in the past month this was the worst by far so I, I had three mile, two mile, one mile threshold. I thought, oh, I'll go down, do the park run, the nice sort of start, gets gets it done early, and there's people to run with. When we started, it don't get me wrong, it was raining, but it got worse and worse during the warm-up. It was fine when I started. When I finished my warm-down, the path by the park run start actually started to flood. That's how bad it got, because the river was overflowing. Um, and there, there was actually... I did it. I saw some people taking photos where the where there's a bridge because I don't. You definitely won't know Shane, but Aaron, you know on the taff, there's a bit where it kind of I don't know what you call it. Not it's the not weir. a dam. A dam makes it sound very grand. It's the weir, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. It was like proper hitting that and then bouncing over the top. It looked quite cool. Anyway, I did. So I did in the park when I did fifteen twenty nine. So I wanted to run between sort of four fifty five and five minute miling. Uh, which I think that is 458s, maybe. Um, and then did I did. Say again? Did you win? I did, yeah. There's a, a couple of a couple of guys sort of came with me. Uh, so Kian, the young lad I've been running with, uh, he wanted to sort of try and stick with me for as long as he could and then sort of basically just get home. Um, so he, he ended up running, I think, 16.30, which is pretty solid, actually, because he's, he's only 15, so it's not bad. Um so yeah, fifteen twenty nine. Then for the two mile, I went nine fifty eight, and then for the mile, I went four fifty eight. Um, and do you know what? It was actually carnage because the path was flooded in quite a lot of places. That's an out and back pretty much. So, it, I mean, it wasn't ideal going coming back because you've got a lot of people, but they're more spread out when I went back again. So I was basically running at them and then trying to run the same way. So there's a few times where you know when you basically you either there's three situations you either run on the grass which was very wet and slippy you run and sort of squeeze between them or but sometimes that's not possible and you end up hitting them or two you just uh, three you end up slowing down so not ideal really um and then did three mile warm down 
then I was I looked at my mileage. I thought I thought I was going to hit hundred this week, and realised I had to double in the evening. So it was a good job I did do the park run because I was like, oh, I really can't be asked to do this. Um, but do you know what? I felt tremendous, absolutely tremendous. So I went out and uh, did five miles. Ended up being six oh nine, and I put invincibles on because I thought my le- my legs were really tired before I started. But as soon as I started, I felt great. And I know you're probably going to give me shit for that one, but yeah. No, well, no. I'm not going to give you loads of shit because, to be fair, I've not seen any easy runs, uh, quote unquote, easy runs. I didn't have any six minute miling. Yeah, I didn't have any. That's why. So um, it's a bit better for you. So I'm I'm all right this week. That was meant to be recovery. That one, to be fair. Um, and then Sunday, Sunday was eventful to say the least. So well, I'll get this, the, the facts and figures out of the way first. So we did 20 miles with uh, Dan Hamilton, who's a listener. So I think I mentioned him a few times. He's basically like me, just lives first, more south in Cardiff. He's a great guy. Um, so we did 20 miles, 552s. Why is he like you? runs like me. He he runs the same pace as me. He lands like me. We have the same thoughts on so many things. It was great. It was a good two hours. I thoroughly enjoyed so just to confirm, there's there's absolutely no cognitive dissonance going on here with you then, though. No. I'm just do, gonna say, I'm just do, gonna say. No, do, you know, do you know what? Do you know what that means? No, not a clue. Uh, just, let's just doesn't matter. Let's just say you're massively biased towards things that you like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so basically, Maddie came with us on a bike to give us some drinks because I've sort of started taking some drinks again, and I didn't have any breakfast because I was just purely gonna have my drinks. Um, which would have been fine. So the route was pretty much, as you can see on my Strava, a bit of a loop around the bay and then out and back on the taff. And she did know the loop, but there was a bit of a junction by the castle where she was, um, she basically just was quite cautious on the cars. So I, she was like, oh, you're going down the, the, going through Butte down the taff. I was like, yes, that's what we're doing. And I will say there was a miscommunication what actually happened was she went the wrong way because we went through Butte and she didn't. And effectively what happened was she was, she did say that before this as well, whatever happens, don't stop. I'll catch you up. So we carried on and we carried on. And I said to Dan, I was like, I'll get a little bit worried now. Cause she's not caught us up. And it's not like she's, she's not bad on a bike. Um, and then I was like, at what point do we consider sort of going back? And I was like, no, we, she knows what way to go. So the one thing is definitely not going to have happened. She's not going to have gone the wrong way. I was like, worst case, she's got hit by a car. The, my my thought process was she's probably had a mechanical problem. So she's got either got a punch or the chains come off. Um, but then I was like, oh. without sounding like a dick, I didn't really want to turn around and go back. <laughs> Without it sounded like one, but sounded like one anyway. So we, so we did, we did the honourable thing, and we carried on to our normal, to our arranged point to turn around. But I was panicking more so because I hadn't had any breakfast, and I was like, if I get to eight miles, I might really bonk it. So, so you were more, you were more bothered about the state of your session. Well, I was like, well, she had a helmet on, so even if she got hit by a car, she'd have been alright. You need a helmet on now, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was about five miles we lost her. And I was like, this is going to be a really good test to see how lo- people think logically. 
because I bet you can get some real idiots in those situations. Luckily, she's quite smart. So we got back to the point. Um, she had actually ridden on a little bit further to the point where she didn't know exactly where to go because there's a couple of different options. And she was so sorry that she'd lost us. This was about 15 miles. So she'd been stood there for an hour, um, which obviously isn't ideal either. Um, and I, so she was like, oh, here's some drinks. Give us a side drinks. About, I wouldn't even say it was half a mile. As she's putting the drinks back in the back of her top, she must have caught a bit of mud on the side of the path. One-handed, because she's got a drink in her other hand, the front wheel's gone beneath her. And she's whacked her elbow and then her face on the floor. And I was like, oh, God, I actually felt really, really bad. And she was like, oh, I'm fine. But she's, yeah, she grazed her chin and uh, her knee's pretty bruised. So um, all in all, quite an eventful run. Did you stop there? Yeah. I did stop. She actually said, don't stop, just carry on. I was like, that could be a, you could have broke your collarbone, Jobby. But when you know when you hit the floor and you've got adrenaline, you're just like, oh, I'll just carry on. And I was like, no, we, we did. So we did stop for about 20 seconds. It's a good job. Um, everybody knows you're soft because, you know, looking at the state of her chin on the picture you put on Strava, people will start thinking you'll be knocking her up. <laughs> she, I think she'd probably beat me up, to be honest. No, definitely don't drink any Stella anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause I saw the picture on Strava. Um, my, my attention wasn't drawn towards her, though. My attention was drawn towards the state of your hair this haircut is dreadful so i mean it's probably just i mean there's a line in it for a starter is that meant to be there what you got a line in your hair for we in 1998 (laughs) even my youth you can do you can get some slits in your eyebrow for valencia i'm gonna cut again this week yeah Um, needs sorting um what was I say? Yeah, so it took so much of my sort of like mental capacity when when I saw her. And I actually said this to Dan. I was like, I just have to make sure she's okay before I say where the fuck have you been. And I did, luckily. But it, it took a lot. Is she keen for some more runs then? More biking? <laughs> she was more embarrassed than anything else. Uh, I do you know what I actually did genuinely feel really bad because my like she was covered in mud. Like the mud had been sprayed up her for two hours. Well, she'd been stood there for an hour, and just what an awful morning. Do, do you know what? I think you do need to have a word of her about though. What's that? So all, all week when she's been on the boat with you, it's been coming up as on Strava. This one isn't. Why did she not Strava this activity? Because she got lost. No, because she had set it as a run, and then got in the car, and then taken about fifteen segments on the way home. <laughs> Um, more, more reason to keep it up piss everyone off uh, I said delete it but actually that run I, I mean the last few miles I hadn't done 20 in a while and I got to probably 17 and you know that classic sort of tiredness in your hip flexor um, I did start to get that a little bit but other than that I mean that was pretty much not fueled I had two drinks um, in the 20 miles and the last like one, two, three, four, five, and then the last six miles were probably average like 542s or something so yeah, decent run. Was that a conscious decision to not fuel, or you just couldn't bother to eat? Uh, well, no, because I was planning on having all my drinks for the run. That's not really fueling. I mean, talk about fueling. But so, did you not fuel before? No, I didn't. Yeah, was was that conscious? Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Um, not not massively. I just didn't really want to get up at six o'clock. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, 
No, to be fair, Rob, Rob said to me as well, don't start having gels on my runs yet because I don't need them yet. So you should have drinks and... Oh, yeah, I will. Yeah. I'm going to start implementing gels, but he said when when sort of the, the long... The... When, he says, when he says don't have gels on your run, I don't think he means just don't eat for the whole day. But <laughs> you only mean all you're allowed. Anyway, um, going back to Saturday. Yes. Got some notes. So um, you started <laughs> no. at 8.07 on Saturday morning. And you did a 20-minute warm-up for Parkrun, which starts at 9. So what yeah. did you spend 33 minutes doing between your warm-up and Parkrun? So... Wet. I did drill. Yeah, we got soaked. I did drills. There was a queue to the toilet in Tesco's, and there was no toilet roll. So we had to go and get the cleaners, go and bring some more toilet roll up. Other than that, that was pretty much it. I'd just probably consider just setting off 20 minutes later and going to the toilet at home, maybe. Anyway... I'm not going to have a go at your week. My question is, it was Rob pleased with it? I haven't actually spoke to him. He's in Tenerife um, at the minute, but he's not said he's not, so. So, okay. Um, and obviously next week you're racing. Yeah. Normally, most got- people wouldn't do a, a 20 mile steady the week before a 10k. Um, so is is the ten k not oh, yeah. a no, that, that pace is that pace is pretty much what he wants from long runs. I'm not saying I'm not questioning the pace. I'm just saying in general, most people week for a race would would go down to sort of ninety minutes type fourteen miles, thirteen miles, whatever it may be, um, fifteen for you. It just seemed I... no, no, no. I mean, yeah, we're easing down for Valencia, um, but I think because. London's the sort of the goal is still trying to get the long runs up. Um, yeah, yeah I'm going to be tired like till midweek, but I should be all right by then. I would thought. So it's kind of like you you're going into Valencia and you're not overly fussed if you do feel like shit on race day because London is the bigger target. Does that make sense? I would say so. I mean, I still I, want to run. I still think I've got a good chance of running a PB on Sunday. Um, yeah, I have got a re- like a really easy week relative. Um, okay last week this week so yeah i think i think it depends like I, i'm with aaron on this sometimes um yeah sometimes it can it can depend on the week you've got ahead as well in terms of life um just for you but I, I had a couple of comments from a few listeners who, who messaged me not instagram or youtube i don't know why they could have told you to face they were both they were all both there was two maybe three um both of them were laughing about how you two spent a long time explaining how you should run a bit quicker in in taper week before Telford, and then both of you didn't finish. <laughs> I, I'll leave that one there for another show. Yeah, um, yeah. Moral of the story is don't listen to us uh, until we start getting some results. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. It's just some people carry long run fatigue over, but again, it it, it depends if you. You hopefully you turn up on Sunday and, and you're not tired. You you seem to get better recovery on a daily basis than other people do. So you know perhaps not dropping down the long run before race week is fine. Uh, I think other I I like to drop down. I think most of the time. The funny thing is I've actually done the opposite. I've gone up. <laughs> well, so yeah, you know what I mean though. Like you're not uh, yeah I know. you're not focusing on Valencia. I get yeah, I, I mean I get why you you kind of need to do that type of long run now so it's kind of balancing it like yeah i just think 
it's not an excuse if next week doesn't go to plan, but I think there's probably... I, I wouldn't use it as an excuse anyway. No, I know, but I... I personally wouldn't have even thought, oh, last Sunday did 20. I'd probably just think, oh, I've run shit. Probably not just the 20, though, I would say, because you did Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, plus 20 miles Sunday. So it's like a quite a decent big week in terms of intensity. Um, I worked it out because I, I like, quite like this stat, but I think I did 38 miles of the weekend, average 556s. That's including one for one time. A little bit slower than last week, then? Uh no, it's faster than last week. Is it? Or oh, thought you thought you yeah. might have been quicker last week. No, last week. The, the overall is the overall is slower. So for the week, I went a hundred miles at six tens. Oh, but do you know what? My new my new best mate Dan Hamilton, ninety five miles six twelves. There you go. All all I'm saying is, if you slow that down to seven thirties, that's a lot of time you can spend training, which means your theory be doing more training. Yeah, you'd love that. I actually said to Rob, I did 5k, so I got more training in than the three miles. <laughs> and actually, Shane, if you ran faster, you'd have more time to do coursework. <laughs> yeah, fair point. I need to spend more time like lying on the floor there. Um, yeah. No, it's a good week, mate. I don't know why you thought we were going to lay into it. I mean, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd quite like to know at some point, just like Rob's feedback on it. Like, if you're, I wonder if he's got like where he wants you to be at certain points and whether you're following that trajectory because um i don't think now is really that specific really he will he will be he'll have a an idea where he wants you to be yeah yeah an idea but it's not that specific no no but um at some point in the next eight weeks you're going to get to a point where you're going to start to think about what his goal marathon pace going to be yeah uh, yeah i need to that is something that i'll probably speak to him soon yeah. About how, when the first session arises, where it's marathon pace. But I think Sunday will give me a good indicator um, of what sort of shape I'm in. Because I think I'm in, I mean, the thing that's always always with me, really, like a 10K is 10K pace is quick. And I'm not very good at running quicker than that. So I you have say to. That, but you ran 442 average for six by a mile. So. Yeah. But it, I, I could, if you said to me, go and run 430. I couldn't run probably one. Yeah, it needs to run 430. No, no, no. But you know what I mean? I don't have that. What's 442? 29, 10? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, the four, so 440 would probably be 29, 10, I think. 70s. Uh, that, that would be if it was 1600. Yeah, 441 probably. I think it's 442, it's 29, 10, something like that. 15. Anyway, um, yeah, good week. Right. Um, when do you fly out to Valencia? It's a quick trip, actually. We're going Saturday morning, back Sunday evening. Job done. So I messaged you earlier. I said, when do you fly? You said Sunday evening. And I was like, this is... Can't be right. Do you remember right. that message? I, did, I was quite busy at the time. I didn't... Re- you, I didn't... Replied, you replied to the message with Sunday evening. So you must have read it in part. You must have thought... I said, when you're flying back. Right. Anyway, let's move on. Shane, um... How is your recovery into running again? Well, I got some done, so I was quite pleased about that. Um, on the Monday, I I was feeling a lot better. Still, obviously, uh, not well, but a lot better. And I might have been able to run, but I was like, I don't see the point. So I didn't bother. So I thought that was a rest day. Waited until 
Tuesday to run. Um, so I did, I did an hour and I felt fine to be honest. Uh, it was 7.13 pace. Um, a little bit of coffee, chest a little bit tight, bit getting rid of a bit of uh, mucus from my nose and etc. Uh, so I was interested to see how I'd feel on Wednesday, <clears throat> if like I took a backward step or not, and I didn't. Felt fine again. Um, actually ran seven thirteen pace again for just over an hour. Um, managed to go into the gym on Thursday. Bad looks of it. I did went in the gym on Thursday, but I didn't really do much because it was it was rammed. Uh, so I couldn't really. Which gym do you go to? I just go to one at um, a local leisure centre because they've they've got two sites and one site is near home and the other site is near work. And when I go and get a gym that's not convenient to me, I never go. Um, but yeah, it's just like a leisure centre commercial gym. So it's not really, um, it's, I don't know, it's quite, when it's busy, it's quite hard to get a good session done because you're waiting for stuff and it's people in a way and stuff. I, I'd rather just like crack on on my own and get going, but but yeah, um, did that on Wednesday, actually, on Wednesday night, I went to the physio and had a follow-up about my, basically, my abdominal pain. So that was good. That was really useful. Um, so I think I'm honing in on it now. I've got my standing desk set up at work. So I'm, I'm putting in measures and hopefully I can see some improvement uh, through through this year. Uh, after the gym on Thursday, I went for a run and again, just kept it easy. Um 725s ran with a group of us just over an hour again. Um then what did we do? Club run, wasn't it? Sorry? Elwak Club Run, was it not? Um no. Well, me, Tom, and Ronnie ran. And then one of the chaps Ronnie coaches ran. And then he'd already arranged for someone else to join us. So there's five of us in total. Um so yeah, solid run. Um then oh. Friday. Oh yeah, it was Thursday, wasn't it? I was gonna skip a day. So I've I've not put my training diary, I've not updated my training diary again, so I'm reading from Strava and it, it confuses me. Um yeah, so Friday, 45 minutes, uh seven twenty-one pace. I, I obviously slow, boring is what it is. It's dark at the minute, rubbish. Um although we got this done in the light, actually, I think. <laughs> yeah, I did. Three three twenty-four. Just just about um so saturday we did a long run um it was as josh says the worst weather day but i had my course work to do and i thought it's probably safer for me to do my long run on a saturday morning and I, even though my deadline for course it was uh today i kind of had to get it done by yesterday um to go into work so I figured if I'm going to end up having to do an all-nighter it's better to do on Saturday night rather than Sunday night um, and to be fair me and Ronnie are just tagging on to Tom because we're both coming back from sort of having this cold thing um, just when you so, said about getting dark I thought I'd have a little quick Google Josh um, you get an extra 20 minutes of light up there in Cardiff on the on the west to, uh, 4.25 sunset at the moment Four oh eight in Peterborough and four oh six. Sorry, is it not because we're lower? You're little, yeah, but it's also because I think because you're that. So I think it's to do because you're not that much lower than Peterborough, are you? More than you think. Okay, 
well, uh, anyway, I know it's, I know there is a north and south, but there must be a west thing. Doesn't, doesn't the sun the sun sets in the west, right? I don't know. These yeah. are facts I never need to know. Sun sets in the west, rises in the east. It's probably because it sets in the west, and there's however many what's there 150 miles between us. Yeah. Anyway, so extra 20 minutes for Josh to get his runs in. Sorry, mm-hmm. carry on for your week, Shane. If there's any astronomers listening, if you could clarify why exactly, that would be lovely. Do you need to be the um, astronomer? I'll run at four and I can get back and it's light if I do like five miles. I don't know what a sun expert's called. Surely it'd just be a meteorologist or something. We've had this discussion yeah, before. Josh thought, Josh thought that was a study of meteors, so we're not going to that again. It might be a meteorologist. Who knows? Anyway, the long run. So, um, yeah, we sort of did what Tom wanted to do, I guess, because he's been training, he's in good shape and we were sort of testing it. So he wanted to do about 15 miles with a bit of a sort of aerobic tempo um, in the middle. So this is an example of what Aaron was was saying about your long run, Josh. So Tom wanted his, he's also racing Valencia. He wanted his a day early, a day earlier and obviously shortened it a little bit from two hours. Um, so again, yes, just did 15. So it just gives that extra day recovery and uh, just a little bit less in the legs, I guess. Um, but we did the Aaron Scott special for our tempo. We planned the route to start massively uphill on the tempo and the backwind was unbelievable. It was so windy. Um, and yeah, we were literally getting blown like into our run. It was fantastic for that section. The hour yeah. before it was horrendous. I actually saw this. This was one of the few runs I did see for the week. And I I was going to ask you, what shoes do you wear for that pace? Because there's a lot of plodding in there, but there's also then you get down to a bit quicker. Um, I, Yeah, I wear the uh, Saucony Endorphin Pro. Um, It's well cushioned. It's quite nice. Got a carbon plate in it. Um, I don't think it really matters, to be honest. What's the Nike equivalent? Well, it's the Nike equivalent is the next percent, but I wouldn't wear next percents. Joking in that, that is a that is an expensive run. Yeah, but the Sockenies aren't really not really an equivalent. It's it's their fastest rate issue, but it's not. They're way more durable for starters. They are a little bit cheaper. Uh, they feel like a more of a normal trainer with a, a plate in it. Like I do a lot of my sessions in them as well. Probably like the tempo, then I reckon. Yeah, anyway. if the tempo was good. Yeah, yeah they crap. Yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, uh, a bit a bit more like it's like a it's just it's like a bolt. Yeah, it's like an an old school racer trainer with a carbon plate in basically that type okay. of feel. And and Shane's been running long enough. I mean, Shane used to do all his runs in like a Adidas Tempo, Adidas Boston type thing, Zoom Elite type. We ran those for years, so yeah, he's still I, amazing. Yeah, I I used to do these type of runs in a pair of old Adidas Adios, and I was fine. So um, yeah, I'm not too bad in them, and yeah, they are. The key thing is that they're quite durable, actually. So not as expensive as as wearing some of the other ones. Um, to be honest, this one as well. Again, if I'm not really bothered about the results, sometimes I'll just do it in a mileage shoe, and I'm I'm not I don't really care. Um, it depends on what we're doing, but yeah, the yeah the 20 minutes for me it was really a bit of a test, and I, I didn't also want really. To, to do anything into the headwind in case like it started making me cough or something. Um, so I felt a bit weird for the first five minutes, to be honest. I felt like I couldn't 
I didn't I didn't know how to breathe properly. I, I couldn't really get my breathing rate correct for that sort of effort. Uh, but I eased into it. And then honestly, at 15 minutes, I, I was hanging. Backwind, what did we run? Like 5.30s, I think. Um, let me just check. Yeah, something like that. Uh, 20 minutes, 5.29 pace. Minus 115 foot down, we had a huge backwind. But yeah, the last five minutes, I actually found quite hard. And the the jog home was like just under 20 minutes. Uh, I already had doms in that last um in that cool down it, it wasn't very wasn't very nice um but again i woke up on sunday and i didn't feel any worse so i've sort of passed my test um i'm going to race valencia um i say race in quotes cuz i'm just going to run a 10k hard and see what happens um so i didn't end up going out on the sunday because uh, yeah i had my course with the finish and sort of by the time i finished my coursework and then I had all my coaching work to do and I I, I just I, again I couldn't really be bothered to run if I'm honest um, I know it wasn't I assume not, you mean running not going out out yeah running sorry yeah I'm not going out I'll clarify that with you <laughs> yeah that would have been Saturday night but <laughs> no none, none of that for I was going to say none of that for a while but I might have a few beers in Valencia why not so um, yeah it, it. I think actually I've not made my mind up just yet, but I might see if, even though it is race week and it's Valencia this week, I can get back on track and maybe get about 70 to 80 miles in. Um, Because obviously my prep between Telford and Valencia has gone, been the polar opposite to what I wanted. So in terms of race and a race performance, in terms of getting the best out of myself, that's probably not going to happen at Valencia. Um, I'm still going to go and give it a best shot and run hard because again it, it gives me good practice on trying to understand my my stitch or my abdominal pain um so i'm still going to go and test that out and it's just good experience to do these type of races and return to them when you have prepared better um so yeah this week i'm just gonna again take it day by day but i'd like to get a bit restore a bit more normality so i can try and get um see how much if at all, I've lost and what work I need to do over the next couple of weeks, couple of months. When do you fly out? Saturday night. No, Friday night. Friday night. And when do you come back? I'm going back on Tuesday, actually. So, you just knock out a 20-mile run after the race. <laughs> like up to 26. Well, for about this, uh, we, were, we were looking at... Um, We've got two conflicting weather reports for Monday, and one says it's going to be like twenty-two degrees and quite nice. The other one says it's going to be raining all day. If it's raining all day, I might as well just yeah, just bash out a thirty-mile run, doesn't it? Um, my other question was: you talk about your Saturday long run, and you said Tom decided. Are you not the the man in charge of these boys and tell them what to do? Yeah, but I love the stuff to do. No, <laughs> we we kind of um, to be honest, we. We um, we just make up as we go along. Make up as we go along. I mean, the irony is we we had we set between the three of us. We set quite a good plan from uh, Telford to Valencia. None of us have been able to execute it. Um, so yeah, but it's, it's more a case of it, Tom got ill when like just after Telford, <laughs> even though he didn't manage to make Telford. 
And then Ronnie probably got ill a little bit before me and I got ill, obviously, Christmas week. Um, and when, when you get ill, when you get disruptions, you, you, I don't really think it's always wise just to be like, oh, I feel better now, jump on a plan. So I think Tom's sort of just, again, taking it week by week, but he's actually in pretty good nick and healthy. So he's ahead of me and Ronnie at the minute. Yeah. And when you talk about being ill, I wouldn't know what you're talking about. So on that note, let's go into my week. <laughs> I think, I can't remember when we recorded, but I did on the Tuesday, which was the 2nd of January, Monday was New Year's Day, right? Yeah. Second, I went for a, a little 30 minute jog and it was okay. Just, I think, yeah, I think we must have recorded because I, I ate a fair bit. Um, all through the hips and knee, like calf, just just ached. And it was just really hard for 30 minutes. And I thought, I'm not quite ready yet. So I, that must be the Monday. Monday was the second, was it? A great, great support from Carl Wellborn there. Yeah, Monday was the second. So, um, yeah, Carl, Carl said, take my time. So I took his wise words and did. Took another couple of days off and then, Thursday, um, I was going to do 45 minutes, but Ruth joined me. Um, she's also been ill. And we did an hour, just sort of out and back of a little loop um, in Ketton. And just did under eight miles, 744s. And it was, I mean, both of us, me especially, it almost felt like we'd run a tempo. <laughs> um <laughs> So still felt a bit too hard, but better. And I, I was only coughing a small bit, a bit like you were saying on your runs. So on the mend. Um, I, it's important to know Ruth beat you as well. Yeah, she did. She mm -hmm. does that. She looks sort of like gets to a thin sight of my house and puts her effort in and just <laughs> on the line. Um, so the following day, I was going to run, but Ruth bailed on me. So I was going to run after I dropped Eliza off at nursery and go straight to Ruth and jog there. But she said she was feeling poorly. So that was my cue to take another day off. Um, so by Saturday, as Josh mentioned, and you also mentioned, Shane, the weather was absolutely horrendous. And when it's that horrendous, I am not going outside. Um, I jumped on the treadmill and thought, I can easily get 60 minutes done here easy. I think because I've not been on it for so long, it was a mental battle to get past 20 minutes. Um, I don't know how I got to an hour. So again, like I said, when I did that 10K tempo, it's sort of just, yeah. I think I started on about 13 kilometers an hour and finished off at closer to 14 because I just wanted to get it done. We got an hour done, 709s. And then Sunday, I joined Philippa. And I... Uh, I mean, I should know. I was a bit like you. I also coach Philippa, but we're a bit loose in that respect in terms of exactly what you're going to do. So I thought, well, we'll just do an hour here and joined. And she said, oh, we'll do 12 miles. So I said, okay. And again, it was 7.43s. So it was actually okay. I started to ache a little bit towards the end, but I think that's expected. But by and large, a lot, lot better towards the end of the week. And set me up 
for this week and the run today was absolutely fine, which we'll speak about next week. But what I did think on Sunday, or Saturday evening actually, was I need to write myself a full plan so I actually follow something. I think when I haven't got a structure, it's too easy to kind of... Uh, you can't even bother to think about what you need to do and then you just don't do anything. So I've given myself a structure for... I could have told you that. 40, yeah, but it's it's hard to find the time. But anyway, I've given myself a structure for, I think, 14 weeks. And it goes, I've got a 5K in seven weeks' time. I've got a 10K in about 11 weeks. And I've got a half marathon in 14. All local. So no excuses. Boston half marathon. Forney 10K. Just to clarify I'm assuming it's not Boston in America. No, Boston, UK. And yeah, um, I put together a, a structure. So should be good. Um, I just need to... Well, I, the other thing I, I have... I'm going to implement from tomorrow is... I will... Sorry, I'm just turning the baby monitor off because it's going to beep otherwise. I've decided to go to bed early, Josh. Bit like Josh Slum. So tonight's gonna to be a fail because I want to be in bed by half nine. And I'm waking up at half six because Eliza of since Christmas, Eliza's woken up at quarter past eight pretty much every day. So I can jump on the treadmill, even when Jenny's not here, which she isn't most of the time, and kind of get 35, 45 minutes done each morning and try and get some some doubles in that way. I just always do better when I actually get a run done in the morning. Um, I think my, my day in general is much better. If it I'm is. Thinking. That's what my day today was like. Um, far, far better. Yes, I, I missed my second run this afternoon because things got busy, but at least I've got a run done. Whereas in the past few weeks, I would have got no run done because you, I put it off until the afternoon, then get busy and then just call off. So anyway, got structure in place so that 5,000 mile year is in sight um, <laughs> well yeah we'll see what happens next week when I run through the week but I'm feeling confident I'm definitely feeling better so yeah we will new see what year, happens new year yeah new year new me um, new, new year new health Aaron and that's the plan I think that's sleep is probably going to be the, the key thing. Started washing my hands. Heard that. <laughs> um, right, the Strava leaderboard. Josh, do you have it open? Because... Uh, yeah. Uh, so last week, <clears throat> uh, top of the list was Paul Graham, 113 miles. So he's out in Kenya at the moment. I think he's doing in Seville Marathon. He's on the, the Bob Project as well. Uh, and then ladies is... Anna Bracegirdle, and I think we she was top the other day. But I was saying to Erin Shane, um, go and have a look at some of the runs she's been doing because she has been bashing out some very impressive sessions. So I'm quite instead excited. Of go, instead of going to look what she's doing, hopefully, potentially, by the time this show goes out, we'll have an interview with Anna. There you go. Do and yeah, hopefully get some insight into what she's up to. Um, so yeah. She did uh, 88 miles last week. But the impressive thing about that is average pace was 6.22. So I've got a lot of time for that. 
I was yeah, sure the thriller on it. <laughs> that's fast. Josh, saw yes. you by average pace. You're second. No, I, I'm. I should be first because the first one's in ineligible in my opinion. Not good old Stuart McDougall, five fifty-five <laughs> pace for the week. Um, yeah, you and Dan Hamilton have got some issues, and Kieran. There's something going on in Cardiff Water. Look, he's look, he's in eighth place. He's back. Yeah. yeah. I thought I read an Instagram post from Jake saying he's going to take it easy and listen to his coach. So let's see what happens there. Um, so let's go to some listener questions. I had a few in this week. First from Matt Crean of Manchester Marathon fame. For those who don't know Matt, he went out probably about 2.10 pace, probably quicker for Manchester Marathon and got a sizable gap on on the year it was the, what was it qualifying for? World Champs? Uh, World Champs? Yeah. Uh, Commonwealth Games. Sorry. Commonwealth Games, that was it. Anyway, so he's got a list of questions for Shane in particular about wanting to do a winter marathon. Um, he said, having done winter spring marathons and autumn marathons, I don't understand why people prefer winter slash spring marathons unless you go, unless you're getting to go train somewhere warm for it. Bloody miserable training in the UK for them. Autumn marathon blocks are miles more fun enjoying long runs and track in the summer heat. But did you not say you wanted to do a autumn type? Um, oh, yeah, I mainly, I mainly said winter. Okay. Yes. I mean, I, all right, for context, I see winter as sort of December through to February. Mm. And autumn probably would keep us obviously up, up to sort of October um I, I think i mean i think matt's answered his own question to an extent um i think it's quite personal to a lot of people uh i agree it's it's miserable training in the winter and that might sort of differentiate whether i'll decide to run say something like a valencia marathon that's in december beginning of december or a seville marathon which is in uh february isn't it but if you're doing a spring marathon, um, as he says, you're training through the winter anyway. But the problem we've saw is, well, weather is becoming a little bit more inconsistent. And if you look at, let's say, if those people who were training for Valencia this year, well, actually, the bulk of their hard training was done in pretty fine conditions. Not too hot, wasn't too windy, wasn't really anything exceptional. Um, so I think actually and it's probably been pretty consistent with that the past couple of years i think in weather yeah. um whereas obviously summer we're getting random summers so i had a lot of clients training for autumn marathons actually um and the hot weather in august was quite difficult for them to manage um so I don't know. We we can't really account for what weather we're going to throw at us. Um, I certainly agree with Matt that yeah, it is miserable training in um, it is miserable training through crap conditions, and we typically tend to get the worst weather of them all, which I believe is wind, and that tends to come through um, sort of February time, typically when we get prolonged wind. So, um, maybe as I want to do a winter marathon is actually because I believe the opposite. I believe I can train more consistently and have more consistent 
weather conditions. Um, yeah. And also, I want a bit of a track season. I like track. It's good fun. Well, just to save all of that, just go abroad for a couple of months. Yeah, that would be absolutely lovely. That's that's what I want to do. Mm. I, don't, I don't think most people can do that, um, Josh. But, yeah, I think much like Shane, I think your analysis of it was pretty spot on. Um, I, I agree. I mean, I've done a range of marathons too and I've always found the build up to London to be pretty awful. Um again it fluctuates but January, February are the windiest months and especially living somewhere like me and Shane, it's very windy. And you end up having to try and make all your runs fit around a route that is beneficial with the wind, otherwise you just can't get them done. And then you've also got the problem of ice and of the last five years, especially the beast from the East year, it was for six weeks between February and March, it was horrendous and you couldn't get a quality session done. So, but then there's been years when Josh and I have trained and it's been absolutely fine. It's been mild. So I think spring is probably the most difficult, um, I, I think Berlin in early September is too early because of the heat. And I also had a lot of people do Berlin tight. And you're asking them to do long, hard runs and having to go out at like 6am just to beat the, the heat. And and look, we don't even live in a, that hot country. And it's so, you know, that's that. And then so, and I agree, Valencia, especially this year, they sort of struck gold with it, didn't they? November, October, November were mild. There was no wind for months, it seemed. Um, there was a couple of wet days, but I did a lot of the training with Ruth and it was incredible, like the, the sessions we could get out and I thought that was pretty perfect. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I kind of, the one thing I do agree with is, like you said, is going into the marathon block off a bit of speed or track work is always quite nice if you can get it done. Um, I think that's enough on that one. I, I I put this question in because it came from an excellent username. It came from test123992. And test says, what do you think is the minimum amount of miles needed to run a sub-330 marathon? Now, that is very, very dependent on the person, I think. Yeah. Because... I I can, I can probably think of some people. Who have done, I mean, I can think of one person specifically. He didn't run much at all, and he used to smoke and drink, and he ran two fifty seven. However, I also know some people who train probably quite a lot, and certainly would not break through that. Yeah, I I think um, test one two three nine nine two. Um, I think context comes into it. If you're thinking about if you are somebody who wants to run a sub 330 and you think that's an achievable but also a difficult target for you to hit, <clears throat> then you've just got to look at how much time you've got in a week, um, what's your injury history, and the answer is the minimum amount of miles you need is the maximum amount of miles you can do without doing any more 
than you need to do. <laughs> that is, I like that. I really like well, that. Good. I'm a smart man. Maybe. That's all, that's all, we'll leave it, Mr. Test. Um, couple of quick fire questions finish. Uh, you have to run a marathon in a non-super shoe. What is it? And that comes in from Brandon Demers. Non-super shoe. So non-carbon, basically. Pegasus Turbo. Shane. My boat shoes. <laughs> have a real answer. No, it's a real I've done some quality ones in those at 4am when I spent my taxi money on pizza. Um, I, at the minute, I'd go for my Asics Nova Blast. Yeah. It's a Well, it's a non-super shoe. Yeah, I do you know what? I just go back to an old school flat, like something like the Adios or a Farswitch. Oh yeah, I forgot about those. I know I could, I know I can run in them. So, can you still buy those? Well, I'll just pull one out of the shed or something. I've got an old <laughs> pair of somewhere. I must surely have. Um, yeah, go back to old school. I think we should do it one day. I think I think there should be races that are set up where you. They're just non-carbon footprint racers. Um, good for the environment. That was a joke, by the way, in case you were wondering. <laughs> so the last come, I don't know who this came in from. It came from Shane. And I want Josh to answer it first. He said, if you went abroad for a race weekend, so if you're going to Valencia this weekend yeah. and you could only take one outfit for the whole weekend, so that's plane journey, hotel, and you have to race in it, all, all of it. What would it be, and why? That's awful. Well, you definitely have to travel in your flats. That's probably the one thing I'd definitely say. I mean, you couldn't. You'd have to travel in a t-shirt. But you'd be bloody freezing on the the journey there. I'm surprising um, you at that one. I think you could do it in a full tracksuit. <laughs> up until you said race. I was like grey tech fleece all day. Um, I would wear, you, you couldn't wear two inches, but you also couldn't walk around in half tights. So I think you'd have to go for like a casual, a more casual, like five inch pair of running shorts. And then like a a running, a, you know, the classic dry fit, Nike dry fit t-shirt. There you go. Can you I've imagine? Got, I've got are available just to put that out there to Josh. Can you imagine uh, choosing the two-inch flappies and going <laughs> through the airport and sitting on the plane? <laughs> I could see Josh doing it. Shane, what would you wear? I'm interested in your choice. Oh, do you know, if, we, if we're talking about this weekend, it is difficult because it's warm over there and it's awful here. I would probably... I... Oh, I actually think um, I would probably go with a pair of like um, old school flats because they're a bit like more subtle. So I could like my Takumi Sens, my old Takumi Sens. I'd, I'd, I think I'd go for those for some shoes. Shorts. I know. We'll go for the trousers that you can zip off the bottoms. 
and I think I'd wear a I think I'd wear a a, a good fitting long sleeve roll the sleeves up okay well I'm I'm gonna I'm, gonna, you, I'm just gonna answer mine then you go back to Shane's I'll run for mine quickly so I'm thinking I'm going somewhere hot so I'm not fussed about needing to wear layers and I would wear um I've got a pair of like casual like shorts that I could run pretty quick in. Those are swim shorts. Might go into a pair of swim swim shorts. Probably swim shorts now I think about it. Probably go in a like a football t shirt. Might might represent my Thailand football kit t shirt. Pair of shorts and then shoes wise I I've got a pair of casual Sockney shoes they gave me a few years back and they're like a, a racing flat but they've got like a more casual upper um so I probably wear those because <clears throat> and I can go out and spend the weekend wearing normal stuff unlike Josh who I know doesn't want to go out anyway but he's going to sit on the flight in a pair of half tights and tech fleece top Anyway, New Balance do a, a, a Stone Island pair of uh, RC2 elites. That would really nail it. Yeah, if you're going to Chelsea away, maybe. Um, Josh, have you just noticed that Aaron has described most British men when they go on holiday in the airport? Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is me. Um, <laughs> just get your bucket hat on and then you and your pint at Weatherspoons at eight in the morning. You'll be I should wear a bucket hat too. <laughs> Might wear a cap. Anyway, um, Josh, you had some questions for Shane, or should we move on? I was just going to quickly say, very, very quickly, answer that. What time would you run in your outfit? I reckon I can still break 30 in mine. Yeah, I think you... I could... I think I could break 31. I mean, I can't break 31 anyway, so <laughs> I don't care what I'm running. I'm just going to have a good time. I'll, um, I'll say that. Let's forget I've been ill, because I might not break 33 on Sunday, so... Yeah. yeah, there you go. We'll move on. Right, let's move on. Let's go to some news quickly. Um, I mentioned in the intro about the Fury brothers doing the run through event in Cheshire this weekend. So, Tommy, what the the article says, Tommy and Tyson Fury braved rainy conditions. I think they've they've braved worse than rainy conditions in Cheshire. Tommy. Cheered on by his girlfriend Molly May, who Josh is a big fan of, finished in fifty one thirty, and Tyson clocked fifty two seventeen. Not bad for Moles. I don't know how much he weighs, Tyson, but it's not the lightest chap. Is he? Mm. he can't do that much cardio. I don't know. Boxers must do a bit though. He does, but they're heavyweights. They do a lot heavy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I think Tommy would do a bit more. He's quite. You know, anyway, let's when move on. Wouldn't want to spin next to him on the start line. Imagine the odd elbow or wrist to the face. Probably kill me. Yeah. Um, I think we should make it happen. Especially especially when he finds out you're going for his girlfriend afterwards. El Jabbar cross country in Spain. I think I've said that right. Eritrea's Rahul Daniel and Ethiopia's Salomon Borega took commanding wins in the 79th edition of International Juan Mergoswa. 
something like that. <laughs> and then this, this was notable mainly because we had a England, I think it was an England team out there. I'm pretty sure it was an England team. Yeah, um, we did. So yeah, as as I mentioned on the men's side, Borrega took the win. He's the Olympic ten thousand meter champion, so not a bad standard. And further down the list, in ninth, we had Zach Mohammed, tenth Alex George, fifteenth Tomar Tarragano, and seventeenth Cal Nelson. So, yes, yeah, decent decent performances. Um, obviously, Zach's was probably the best. He was only a minute behind Salomon Brego over just well just under eleven k. So, <clears throat> looks like Alex George was right right with him too. Exactly, yeah. And Alex has had a few years where he's been a bit quieter, so it's good to see him back. On the women's side, Daniel, the Eritrean, has said to the win in 25-43. On the, on the English side, slash British, Poppy Tank was first Brit home in, in sixth in 27-29. Amelia Quirk in 10th. Steph Twyre in 11th. Neve Hubbard 13th. And Rebecca Murray 18th. So... Yeah, some some decent performances out there. In there as well, you've got in third place was uh, I think you pronounce it Xavi from Bahrain, and she's run like eight fifty six for the chase. There you go, chase knowledge from our resident steeplechaser. <laughs> um, you choose to do that this summer. What sports city steeplechase. Yeah, Steve Chess Race. I can see you two editing the Google Sheet as you go along. So <laughs> you ain't going to fool me with the pronunciations. Now, big weekend for cross country action in the UK. We're not going to go through, well, we're not going to go deep into any of them, really. I was just going to pull out a couple of potential highlights that I saw. I think my favourite video slash course of the weekend was the Greater Manchester one. They had to go through quite a difficult. River was it a river? Or was it? I don't know it's not like a big puddle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's like a ditch. It's like a ditch, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but it's one of those ditches, a bit like our Lincolnshire course, where you have no idea how deep it is and what is where your foot's going. And Joe Stu- Stewart, who took the win in the video, comes around the corner quite quick, probably too quick, and puts his foot in the water and goes head first under. It gets a complete sub- submersion so i didn't know if he did it deliberately when you watch the video again i'm not sure if he goes head first and dives through it which if he has that's even better surely not well I, well i'll get some feelers in and see if we can work out what he's done um yeah not on my list is the lincolnshire county champs i actually don't know who won it this year me and shane should be part of that county championship course but it is Utterly ridiculous is the only way I could describe that course. The year, especially myself and Shane did it, um, you cross a river twice on the lap and there's some pretty deep, muddy fields to go through. The river is so high that at one point where you cross it, we had to go across a stile, like a bridge, no, a wooden bridge before the stile. Yeah, yeah you go over a wooden bridge, yeah. Stop and then go over the stile into the field around the field and when you went through the first river crossing it was that ridiculous that i fell over went sort of head first like a bit like joe stewart shane just waited for me and we <laughs> threw it together because 
there's no point running on your own because it's so depressing. He's like, I'll wait for you, mate, and we'll carry on. So anyway, yeah. um, the the other thing I took from from Cumbria was a couple of good names there who took the wins. So Scout Adkin on the women's side, she's a accomplished marath- uh, mountain runner. Um, I've seen her. I think she got some medals at this year's champs. Scott Nutter, great name. Just <laughs> like that. He took the win on the men's side. Um, yeah, it's difficult because the results for the county champs in this country don't come through quickly. I mean, linkages won't be up for another two months. <laughs> they won't even probably be digitised for another two years. We get handwritten courses. <laughs> handwritten. They're, they're very neat, but everything's handwritten in this county. Um, any Anything you boys saw from the weekend, county champs-wise? Um, I only saw that video of Joe Stewart. I think um, one of the most competitive races was uh, Surrey was very competitive. Dom Nolan took the win. Um, what what uh, county is Leeds? Sorry, Leeds, Yorkshire. So that's what's going to be next. Angus McMillan. Yeah, next. Uh, I think Graham Rush was third and. The younger lad whose name just escapes me. Paced. Josh Dickinson. He was yeah. second. Um, and on the women's side, Philippa Williams took the win. And there was some decent names behind her. Anyway. Um... So just before you move on, very quick question. Quick answer. Should we still have county champs? Yes. I... I think we sh- we should. I'm, I'm kind of having run obviously the American system, where they go conference, regional, nationals. It works if you've got a good structure in place. You need clubs to buy into it. You need the courses to be good. You need results to be quick. There just needs to be some improvements made in the infrastructure of it. And look, that's not easy and I'm not willing to do it. So I, I have no qualms about people not improving them. But it's they are the if you want to run nationals well, you do kind of need this phased approach into it and is a kind of good stepping stone to go from your like league races to a county to in my opinion to regionals to, to nationals. But I do think we could make more out of team competition. Um, yeah. It. yeah, it does. Yeah. I, um, I whether timing is key as well. Timing of the race. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good weekend to have them. However, they've not got many more options, particularly for the younger athletes who have all the schools races to do. So why don't, why don't we do them before Christmas is my question on it. I always think there should be like sort of November, December, like have them after have them after, after like Liverpool mid, and stuff. Mid mid December is usually two, three weeks after Liverpool. Um oh, and man. then and then pull pull regionals forward to third week of January, so the last week. And then you've got nationals in February. Anyway. Um Glad you answered that quickly, like Shane asked. Yeah. BMC, let's go to the, the big news story of the weekend. Why don't you did you watch it, Josh? Uh, I've seen the video the last two laps, so I can cover. Um, so 
<clears throat> basically coming into the last oh well so the event was the 3k uh in Sheffield British um, Club. Yeah, Club. Um so there's some really big names on the on the start list. Um so probably standout is Jake Whiteman, obviously the world champion for fifteen hundred. And then uh Phil Sesman, so marathon man with a hell of a lot of range. Um then you've also got Charlie Wheeler, who's broken eight, um, Oshin Perrin, who's broken eight. So there's really, really good men's field in there. Was there a women's race as well? Yes. The... I I can comment on that. Um, so yeah, with uh, it would have been one lap to go, so two hundred meters. Um, Jake's sort of gone past Phil, um, sort of kicking home, and he just ties up a little bit with about sort of fifty, thirty even meters to go, and Phil just comes back past him. So Jake's sort of fallen over the line, um, and Phil's yeah, Phil's just pipped him. So Phil ran seven fifty four point three. And uh, Jake Whiteman ran 754.5. And then and a great run from uh, Charlie Wheeler to 757 um, in third as well. Um, and then, yeah, if you cover the, the women's. Yeah. I mean, you had the top nine under, well, ninth was 806. So high. And Zach Seddon was 815. So he obviously fell off a bit, but he's probably on pace for most of it. Um, because they also had an A race, didn't they? Had the likes of Jack Goodwin and Jordan Rowe running 8.13, 8.15 in it. So big quality on the men's side. Um, yeah, on the women's, Hannah Nuttall, 8.52, was dominant in the race. She won the race by 29 seconds from Reve Walcott Nolan, who actually had COVID, I think, last year, and she suffered for a, a good while. That's why she's been, she was absent most of last year with, covid related issues her i think i read her, her her heart rate was higher by 20 beats for a good period of time it just took a time um the other thing to note from the indoors was izzy boffy um she ran that right pb over 800 and the european indoor qualifier she ran 2.99 um and that was bang on solo she had no pacemaker so that's um yeah I pretty awesome. very, very impressive um yeah i think i think that's it on on racing news the only other thing i want to quickly mention was i saw boston marathon today have announced the women's field for boston now boston next year is going to be stacked next year we're in this year this year is going to be stacked uh men's obviously Kipchoge's been announced that he's he's racing. So it'll be interesting to see what names they get there to to race alongside of him. But looking at the women's, I mean I'm sort of fifteen deep in this and there there's fifteen under almost fifteen twenty under two twenty one on the women's side. So um you've got Bariso for two fourteen fifty eight who's who's quickest and you've got Jep Koskai, Sal Petter, uh, Edna Kiplager, uh, Sarah Hall, there's the Linden, Emma Bates, Jess Stenson from Australia. Um, all the big US type names. And then obviously Jess Stenson and yeah, some big Kenyans and Ethiopians. So no, British, no British on the women's, that is. Well, that's 229 and under, so potentially it could be somebody there i've just not screenshot 
men's I think is announced tomorrow. So yeah, but yeah. I guess with London, it would make more sense for Brits to probably stay here. It would. Um, I think for me, Boston is a race I would definitely love to do. It's just a bit different, isn't it? I've also got you've also got the chance of a backwind course, which obviously appeals to me. <laughs> or all all into the headwind like a few years ago and you wear your jacket for the whole race. Mm, that sounds awful. Right, boys, that's about it. Um one thing we do miss on this show and we used to do is any races coming up next week that people need to look out for? I actually don't know of any. ten K. I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but um you know other than that um so valencia 10k quickly any other brits to look out for that you know might be running it's easier to say who's not running to be honest if i i don't know exactly everybody but um i believe phil sesman josh grace uh ben bradley but i think he had a bit of a niggle cory diath this is very male focused, but it's because I know they're traveling close. Well, there's an England team, so I was mm-hmm. hoping it has gone for uh, the okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the England team is it Alex LaPetra, oh. Jacob Allen? Uh, I think Sam Harrison, it's Cali Thackeray. Uh, but both teams are really, really strong. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, rather than listing the whole start list, the, the, it's very stacked. So if you want to want to tune Josh was just going to list all his friends. So instead of asking Josh, I will do the job of Googling it myself. Uh, on the women's side, Sam Harrison, Cali Fakre, Lucy Reed, men's Callum Johnson, Alex LaPetra and Jacob Allen. They're the quick names. And actually, Phil Sessman, you can add to that list. Um, and Shane Robinson. Yeah, I'll be up there. But that, I presume that's the, the the big road race. There's nothing nothing else UK-wise. It's normally um, that we the Speedway, but I believe Speedway's been postponed. Yep, yeah, Speedway 10k. Yeah, do we, have any, do we have any indoors starting then? I suppose the indoor season's kicking off now, isn't it? I know nothing about indoors, sorry. Um, yeah, Speedway 10k is... Last time I checked, they didn't have a date for it. Date to be confirmed. So I'm not sure what's happened there. Maybe they got too much slack <laughs> over giving Josh five extra seconds. Oh, they they double they double booked I think so um yeah in summary no I don't know any other races but we're coming up to the regional cross country in a couple of weeks we two more weeks anyway Josh what other than Valencia ten k what you got planned this week um we're finishing this I'm gonna go quickly make hot chocolate and go to bed then I'm in London Thursday Friday Steph's last days at work uh you then sorry have a cry. <laughs> Um, then yeah, I'll be traveling Saturday, Sunday. That's it, really. Absolutely nothing. Shane, I um have a lot of work to catch up on, so I'll do that. I'm going to try and do more running. Um, and then yeah, just go to Valencia. It's gonna be my holiday. But before I ask, before you say what you're doing, Aaron, mm. let's redo the question that I asked you a few weeks ago. What are Shane and I going to run? No. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna predict this time. What I'm gonna do is I'll put it on social Wednesday, probably when the show goes out, and I will put it out to the listeners, and we'll get some feedback from the listeners instead. See so, who who gets closest can get a prize. Can yeah, can we can we work we, out a um a handicap for miles covered in the last month at what speed and then what time we actually run for the race. 
and see you win that way. I'll create an algorithm this week. I've got nothing else to do, so I'll do that. Um, and Josh, in terms of prizes, we're not BrewDog and we're not going to get into any problems about offering out prizes we can't give. Did you see they they tried to they had a competition about winning gold cans and they tried to get away with giving people gold plated cans and they've he's mm-hmm. had to fork out five hundred half a million <laughs> after getting done. Anyway, so we won't get to that situation. I'll see if Klaus's picked any of his raspberries yet and he can send them out since then. <laughs> on that note, let's get him back on the show soon. Um What are you doing, Aaron? I have a fairly quiet week actually um for once jenny is back tonight so she's not working most of the week so pretty clear i think next week she's they're filming at burley house so she's working from home almost which is nice so um yeah i will try and get some running done pretty much is my plan and catch up on some life Somehow we're in 2023 and I'm 35 years old and don't know where time's going. So, yeah, bit of that. Might even you, get the podcast out early. You need to target the uh, the Masters races now, Aaron. Get yourself yeah. back in an England team. That's why he's just got a 14-week builder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on that note, I'll speak to you two next week. Yeah, see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>